Is this working? Hello, Newsbring. Today's sermon is brought to you by the letter K. K stands for Kids World. And normally, Mark would be bringing the message, but this one is so simple. Uh, forgive me for breaking the sentence. This one is a two-inch putt. I think I'm sitting on dynamite here. I just can't wait to bring this message. Well, I don't mean to be Pollyannish about this, but I think even a puppet could bring this message. Well, maybe we should leave it to someone who's used to speaking with adults. I'm used to speaking to two to five-year-olds. So, Mark, if you'll talk about Kids World today, I'll have Dan bring you a Diet Coke. (laughs) What do you say? Deal or no deal? You got a deal. Deal? Deal. Cool. Take it away, Mark! (laughs) Well, good morning. Thanks for being at New Spring. I guess you survived the time change this morning. My body clock says it's time for the first service, but we're already through it. And we're kind of, it's a strange day for us. We're kind of all spread out. We have a ton of people in Discovery this morning and a lot of people on tours and, and trips today. But it's just a really, really important day for me to talk to you guys. I'm doing something I don't normally do. I'm taking a couple of weeks off from series. Last week, we talked about uh, world evangelism and missions and what New Spring Church is doing around the world. Today I want to talk about something really important also about New Spring Church. And one of the reasons why my heart is beating for the two things that were talked about last week and today is as I share with you last weekend, New Spring is growing real, real fast right now. And we're, we're trying everything we can do to catch up with it and, and to minister to everybody here. Uh, I was told just a, a short time ago, a couple of weeks ago, that we've grown by 50% since September. Now, I mean, New Spring was already blessed of God, but we've grown by 50% since September, and we've grown by 20% in the last 60 days. And I know that many of you have come to New Spring and you're excited about what you see, but I want to make sure that everybody who's here, who's part of New Spring or maybe will be part of New Spring, I want you to be sure that you understand our DNA and what it is that we're about, because New Spring is a very different kind of church. Uh, Last week, we talked about the fact that we don't just believe that God wants us to do great things in southern Kansas. We're convinced that God wants us to do great things around the world. It sounds ambitious for a southern Kansas church, but we're convinced that God is going to use New Spring Church to change people all around the world. And so I know that, and by the way, this is my opportunity to say thank you for all of you who made promises last week, financial promises to help us get good, the good news around the world. Today is the first, the first day of our, our offering. Today is the first offering that we'll receive for, for that, for our new missions year. But I just want to say thank you for how you stepped up to the plate. And maybe some of you didn't bring a promise last week. You've been thinking about it and praying about it. And you're going to bring it today. Awesome. But this morning... I want to talk to you about something that is just so big at New Spring Church. I just got back, forgive me for breaking a sentence like, uh, <laughs> like I heard a few moments ago, but I just got back from Western Europe last October, and I had the privilege of speaking in churches in Northern England and Scotland, and it was a wonderful experience for me except for one thing. In a number of the churches where I, where I was, there was only a small group of people there, And so many of the people were over 65, which I'm thankful that God touches every age. But as I would travel the streets of the city, I'd see kids everywhere and teens everywhere that churches were not engaging. And the one thing I want to say to all of us who live in America, we've gotten accustomed to Christianity in America. All it takes for Christianity to die out in a nation is to lose one generation of kids. That's all it takes. And I just feel like we're in a precarious place, thankfully not at New Spring Church. Uh, because I talked to you about how we've grown, but I was also told that the, the kids who come to New Spring Church, that is grow, the kids have grown by 125% in the last 12 months. 
So, I mean, isn't that exciting? And we're doing everything we can, as I said, to catch up. Um, and and, our, and, our, and our, our, our thing is this. And, and, and like tomorrow morning, I, or I'm going to have to get up early and catch an airplane flight to, to Texas. And I'm going to be speaking to a pastor's conference. And I'll speak a couple of times and participate in a roundtable discussion. And I know ahead of time that guys are going to come to me like they do in these kinds of conferences. They're going to say, tell me about your church or tell me how a church grows. And one of the things that just makes me so mad, I want to kick something solid, is when a pastor will come to me and say, well, tell me how I can do something for kids. Now, that question just eats me up because it just tells me from the very first that they don't get it. See, what it means is while I'm talking to the big people, while I'm talking to the important people in the big room, what can we do to pacify kids while everybody's in the big room? And to me, that just eats me up because I'm thankful for what's going on in this big room. But to me, the most important thing happening on this campus right now as we talk is what's happening in kids' world. That is the most important thing. And that's, that's what drives me. And, and, it, and, it, and it really gets down into not only what we say and, and, and what we think, but it's actually into how we operate as a church. When our kids' ministry started growing, we had to have space. And uh, back in the mid-'90s, so we were drawing up plans for this building. Um, and some of you have been at New Spring for a while. You'll know about the story. But I had this beautiful office on the north side. Had a restroom in it, floor-to-ceiling windows, office of my dreams. Now that's part of the three-year-old complex. The three, where I used to work, three-year-olds are learning about Jesus. And, 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 and Lance gave up his choir rehearsal room, and the rest of our staff gave up offices over here, and we're over here in the prefab section, and now they're going to take that away from us. And before it's all over, the senior staff, we're going to be sitting out on the curb with a laptop. That's going to be our offices. But how do I feel about that? Totally jazzed. I mean, I'm so excited to be in a place where the... And, and who knows, maybe the kids will come take this space over, and we'll all be outside. But if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes because kids are the most important thing in New Spring Church. And for all of you who are like beginning to think about, is this your church home? I just want to lay it on the line right now and tell you that because kids are so very vital to us. You say, why? Everything we do at New Spring, we hope and we, we do everything to make sure that the Bible is what gives us our reason for doing it. We're not part of a denomination, so we don't get orders from headquarters except heavenly headquarters. You don't, get your, you don't get your way of thinking from me because I tell you what, I have to answer to God just like you have to answer to God. When a church starts to do something, it should be able to draw a straight line between what it's doing and the Word of God. Let me read you a story real quick. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I mean, if Jesus is teaching in my town and my kids are small, I'm going to make a beeline to get to Jesus so he can pray for my kids. Wouldn't you, parents? Wouldn't that have been great? I can see why they were doing it. But look at the next word. But the disciples. Who are the disciples? It's Jesus' boys. This is, this is the guy, it was, his, it was his entourage, his hand-picked group. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. I'm sure the disciples were kind of like watching Jesus' crowd grow. And boy, look, there's the mayor over there, and there's the city councilman over there. And, and they were starting to feel pretty excited. But then all of a sudden, parents started bringing little kids, and they said, hey, we don't want these kids around here. And Jesus stopped them. In fact, on one occasion, he said, these kids are what it's all about. Great. Now let me just take you to another text in Mark 9. Then he, that's Jesus, put a little child among them. 
Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but my father also who sent me. And here at New Spring, we have several hundred volunteers every weekend doing awesome things. Like when you came in today, there were first touch people. They hand you a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, open the door for you, give you a worship folder. And if you talk to our first impressions people, you know what's in their hearts and minds? They want to stand in Jesus' place to welcome you to his house. It's awesome. That's what they think. And they're right. But what about people who volunteer for kids' ministry? Over 230 people volunteer for kids' ministry every weekend. You know what's in those people's minds? What I just read to you. Jesus said, whoever welcomes a little child on my behalf, Jesus said, it's like they welcome me. Tremendous. Let me just take a few moments and talk to you about history of kids' ministry at New Spring. Kids have always been important to us. But two, three years ago, I was just really burdened because I felt like God could take us to another level and we weren't there yet. And we needed a leader. We needed someone who would take kids' ministry and, and integrate it all and take us to the next level. The only problem was I had no idea who that would be. I mean, like any church, we could go out and try to find staff out in the country. We could ask for resumes and so on. But I was burdened about this. We've been on such a journey at New Spring. I said, Lord, we need somebody who knows what we're about. I can't just bring somebody in from some other church. We need somebody who knows what we're about, but we also need somebody who can take us to the next level. I'd been speaking in Canton, Ohio, and I was flying back on a Monday morning, early Monday morning. Usually I have the aisle seat so I can stick my long legs out into the aisle, but this I got to the window seat, and I remember that because I was looking out the window, and I was looking at the clouds. And you know what it's like when you see the clouds down below you? I said, Lord, that's like who you are. I'm wrestling with this on ground level, and I don't know what to do, but I said, God, you're looking at this from heaven. And I said, you've got to answer my prayer. Lord, we need a leader. We need somebody who can take us to the next level. What happened next was destiny. Dan Kubish had been on our staff since 1993. Actually, I met Dan. We were both really, really young guys. <laughs> Back in the late 80s, in 87, Dan was a successful, very successful young businessman. I met Dan and Debbie, and they came to our church and they just jumped in, and just like so many of you, they were lay people, but they just wanted a piece of anything God was doing. And in 1993, I remember like yesterday, maybe 92, there was a Christian radio network that, in, that gave us free airtime because of what God was doing in our church at the time. They said, we want to give you some free airtime. I didn't know anything about radio. But Dan, when he was in college, had, he was a, he's, a, he's a pastor's son also. He'd grown up in the ministry. When Dan was in college in Iowa, he oversaw a Christian radio network. So I asked him, I went to Dan, I said, Dan, would you think about producing, and he, and he started producing the very first Answers for Life broadcast back then. And it just kind of blew up on us, and it wasn't just here locally, but it was going great in other parts of the country. We were on a network of stations where Dan had been, in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota, Minnesota, and Colorado, and listeners would write into us. And so we were going to go up to Sioux City, Iowa, to like have a little rally where our listeners could come out and meet us. And Dan and I were driving up there as kind of a survey trip to find a, a big enough conference place where we could have that. No, no disrespect to Iowa if you're from Iowa. But I will tell you this, that drive between Wichita and Iowa, I mean, Sioux City, it, it, there's just like nothing. There's Kansas City and Omaha, and that's about it. And then the rest of it is just driving through farmland. And so Dan and I talked, and we talked, and we talked, and we talked. And he, he had said something to me, and, and, and I hadn't thought about this in, in years. 
Dan had said to me, when I was a kid growing up, my dad used to take us to this Christian conference, and there were like a thousand kids in a room, and Dan said that was the happiest week of my life because I was really engaged. And he said, if I could do what I really would like to do, I would like to have a great big kids ministry. I hadn't thought of that in over a decade. And yet here I was looking out of that window, and I said, God, you got to do something. We need a leader, but this leader has to understand our DNA. And it was like God just you know, clicked and dragged that statement and put it right in my head. And I said, Lord, that's crazy. You ever tell God something is crazy? But it, it was because Dan, by this time, he'd been on our staff since 93. He, he oversaw all of our broadcasts. He oversaw everything technical. He was our missions pastor. He led Judgment House, which is a year-long project anymore. I mean, Dan and Debbie were so busy in all these things. And yet God was putting this on my head. And I said, Lord, Dan and Debbie will freak when I tell them what I'm thinking. So I got off the airplane in Atlanta, which is, you know, if you live in Kansas, if you're going anywhere, if you're going to heaven, you have to go through Atlanta. You, all, you guys know what that's like. So I'm, I'm walking down, you know, and walking into the Atlanta airport, and I'm trying to find a big Diet Coke as fast as I can. All of a sudden, I heard a voice call, hey, pastor. And I turned around, and it was Dan and Debbie. And I said, Lord, this is freaky. They've been to a judgment house meeting, and they were changing planes in the same place. And I didn't even have the heart to tell them what God was showing me. But we got back to Wichita, and, and I, I laid it out. And I said, Dan, I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is what God is leading me. And I remember what you said to me all that time ago. And, and he and Deb began to pray about it. And then the rest, as they say, is history. And Dan and Debbie have led our kids' ministry, and it, it took off like a rocket, and it's still going, and it scares me to death now where they're headed. But this morning, I'm going to take some time off, if you don't mind, from a series. We're starting a brand new series on Easter called How Life Works. That's the greatest thing I've ever had. And can't wait to bring it to you. <laughs> Wish I knew how to preach. Um, but it's going to be a two-inch putt. We're, we're going to have a great time starting Easter. But today, I would like to ask you for some latitude so that you can find out about what God is doing at New Spring Church and the most important aspect of our ministry. Would you welcome to the platform America's two greatest children's church pastors, Deb and Dan Kubish, please. There's a Diet Coke. My Diet Coke, all right. Got that out of Buddy's refrigerator in his treehouse. <laughs> I love it. Do you guys believe it's been two, two years since April? I two know. years in April, yep. We and were, we remember that day in the airport. And you <laughs> were acting a little weird. <laughs> Even for me, yeah. But, you know, we, I think you and Billy took, us to, uh, took me to Johnny Karina's and dropped the bombshell. And, you know, even at that moment when you asked, uh, my, you know, my initial response is, yeah, we'll do that. I mean, it wasn't, you know, but I thought the spiritual thing to do is say, I'll pray about it for five days and come back and tell you. And we were, and we were going to spring break with Sean down to Texas, you know. And, uh, and we came back and told you, you know, of course we would. And so it's been two years. How many people, uh, it, you, you haven't been here two, I mean, you showed up in the last two years. Would you just raise your hand? Come on, don't we? This is the children's pastor talking. Go ahead and raise your hand. Well, you know, uh, that is amazing. That is great. I mean, that is awesome. But, you know, the, uh, Sarah, if you could throw uh, those pictures up. This is what our nursery looked like two years ago. And then Mr. Dale, he's on staff now. He changed into that, which is awesome. I and mean, we're talking about environments. And then this was our, uh, where our kids met, and we changed it into that. And uh, this is our kitchen area. And Dale thought we could spruce that up a little, so he did that for us, which is amazing. And this is the Venture Avenue Theater. We opened that <clears throat> February 17th. 
And uh, the first Sunday, just at 11 o'clock, we had like 117 kids. So now they actually have to do two services with inside our one hour to get all the kids in. But what I love about that picture is just all those kids being engaged. So mm. Just looking around people, trying to make sure they could see everything. And it is totally awesome. And you can see that garage door. When we opened it, we didn't actually have anything behind that garage door. Miss Carla, the director of Adventure Avenue, wanted uh, a marker board. So, I, you know, my idea is let's just put a big white piece of plastic back there for her to draw on. So Sarah, go ahead and do the next slide. And Dale said, oh, we can do something better than that. So they made that Model T Ford back there. And so when she wants to ride the bottom line down, those lights come on and we have a sound effect of an old Model T in there. And so the kids know, you know, when that Model T Ford starts up, there's something important that's going to be written on that board. And we just love it. I mean, environments are everything to kids. And well, because when you're in an environment, you expect something to happen in that environment. It's just like in your kitchen, you know, in your living room. You ex- there are things that happen conducive to that environment. I was listening to a speaker speak a few years ago, and he really helped me with this when he said, an ICU unit is an environment, and Chuck E. Cheese is an environment. Now, he said, if you're having a birthday party for your five-year-old, the ICU is not a good place to have it. And he said, if I have a heart attack, don't take me to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's right. You know? And, and sometimes churches, I think, have this one-size-fits-all. We're going to have this institutional kind of sterile environment. Because somebody could look at all this and say, well, wow, this is really crazy. Why would a church put a submarine, you know, in Baby Bay? Or why would they have this uh, kind of extravagant thing in Adventure Avenue? It's, it's, these are environments. Because the important thing is the message, but you want an environment that's conducive to kids' world. Yeah, and you want to engage the imagination so you can talk to the heart of that individual. And, you, yeah. know, when we, uh, you know, just today, in between the services, you know, we check in, you know, there's 100 and some kids that come down at 252 at 930, and then we turn around and have about 150 kids at 11. And, you know, but just to, today we have brand new guests like we have every week, you know, and they just walk into that environment and without anybody saying anything to them, they're engaged. I mean, they yeah. see the inflatable, they see the big checkerboards, they hear the music, the lights flashing, and they're all of a sudden they're kicking off their shoes and jumping on the inflatable. No one had to tell them to do that, you know. <laughs> they automatically did that, and that's what, to us, environments do. I mean, to me, Dale Poor is as much as, uh, you know, a, a children's ministry is what I do, because I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have Dale making the environments right. for us. But Dale, in case you guys may be new to New Spring, Dale Poor is our resident genius. Uh, he and his team, they create all the environments. Like if you were here for holidays, this incredible store that was on the stage or Success Street, all that stuff comes out of Dale's head. Yeah. I mean, no, no pattern. I mean, all the stuff for Baby Bay, Kids World, Adventure yeah. Avenue, Dale just creates that. And he is a, he is a resident genius, and um, he does make so much difference because of environments. That's right. And you should see what's coming up. Pastor mentioned how life works. Dale's making this incredible set that will be up Easter weekend. I mean, it'll, it'll, it's something you've never seen inside a church building, I guarantee oh, you. Man. <laughs> and considering we've had a race car in here, that, that's, that's yeah. really, really saying something. Um, Wow, that's great. But now, you know, I mean, just, just playing a devil's advocate here for a moment, which I don't want to do very much on stage because he gets enough yeah, that's right. other places. But somebody could look at this and say, well, I think you're just sugarcoating things. You know, the kids aren't really learning anything. They're just going to church and having a good time. And, and it's, these people aren't really serious about educating because serious education is putting kids in an institutional room, making them sit real still and listen to an adult drone on for 45 minutes. Which is what was hard for me when I was growing up. I had a great church with a great pastor, but Kids World was like that. And it was just very austere. And I, sometimes I think I'm working through a public catharsis and taking thousands of people mm-hmm. with me. But uh, let's just say that someone is saying, well, I just don't know if there's really anything serious. Deb, uh, tell us for a few mo- talk to us for a few moments about the curriculum and, and what takes place and what's really substantive back there. 
Well, uh, first of all, we realize that we only have these kids for an hour a week. And, you know, uh, Dan said that he read somewhere that averages up to about 40 hours a year because of vacation or sickness or whatever. We don't have a lot of time with these kids. So we want to give them something that they can go home with and their parents can follow up with them or something that just sparks their interest. We think it's our job. We don't think it's their job to sit still and listen to what we have to tell them. We think it's our job to keep their attention in what we want to tell them and what we want them to get and take home with them. So in order to do that, we found a curriculum that has just boiled things down in such a simple way that we are repeating and repeating week after week when they come back. There are three main points that our preschool curriculum focuses on, and there are three main points that our older, our elementary curriculum uh, focuses on. And we are repeating those three main points through different Bible stories, different um, virtues that we're learning about, different bottom lines. For us, the bottom line is it. That's what we want the kids to take home, and that's what we want them to put into practice in their lives from what they've learned. So, for example, in our preschool department, they are learning that God made them, God loves them, and Jesus wants to be their friend forever. And every Bible story goes around, and every Bible verse that they're learning relates back to one of those three main things. And they're just repeated over and over again so that the kids get that into their mind. And in 252, excuse me, we have two or three main umbrellas. And one is, I need to make the wise choice. I can trust God no matter what. And I need to treat others the way I need to be, uh, the, the way I want to be treated. And every week, those three things always come into play. In fact, this week, uh, uh, this month, we're learning about courage, and we always give the kids a bottom line to take home with you. So, you as parents, when you pick up your kid, you really need to ask, "What's your bottom line today?" And they get a paper that they take home that tells them. But right there, door. thank you, Miss Debbie. <laughs> but uh, in in two fifty two this month, we've been learning about courage, and courage is being brave enough to do what you should do even when you're afraid. And so the first week was Queen Esther, and the bottom line was God will help you speak out for what is right. And last week, uh, this week, uh, we're talking about Daniel in the lion's den, and the bottom line is God is bigger than your biggest problem. And if you hear some roaring going on, uh, a part of the story is they're having a roaring contest down there. And so that's how the story starts. You know, they have this big contest, a lot of kids on the stage, and they take turns to see who could roar the loudest. But the bottom line, that triggers a thought, and now every time they roar in the house, uh, they'll know God is bigger than your biggest problem. Next week, we talk about the Jesus arrest and trial, and it's God will help you to do the right thing even when you're afraid. And then on Easter Sunday, the bottom line is you don't have to be afraid because Jesus can do anything. And it's with those, uh, those three main umbrellas of Kids World, or 252, that we teach 150 Bible stories. I mean, you're talking about Bible content. I mean, they go over 150 Bible stories. time the kids get to fifth grade, they would have uh, consumed that much of the Bible. Well, you know, what, what was exciting to me about this, and I grew up in churches as you guys did too, uh, What's exciting me about this is it's not just stuff that they memorize. This is stuff, this is truth that really gets into their, into their groundwater, and they leverage that truth in a practical way. Because I know you and I talked last year, you guys did a, a, a unit on, on the contentment, and the byline was contentment is being happy with what you have. And I just got all over that because I thought, man, this is awesome. These kids are learning this. We're in such a materialistic culture. And I would go talk to kids and say, what are you learning? And then they would just give it back to me and say, I'm learning to be content. Contentment is being happy with what you have. And I'm thinking, I know some 50-year-olds out in the auditorium I'd like to to explain that to. And and one of my dreams, and 
I've just been thinking about this for a long time. I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a series in the big room that syncs with what you guys are doing in the unit so that when families get together in the car on the way home, they're going to be talking about the same thing. And this July, it's going to happen. I think it's joy, right? That's correct. And so we're going to have a a curriculum out here. And then I think even the kids are going to come out and do some fun stuff. But our goal is to get families together learning what God is all about and and talking to each other, you know, in real kinds of ways. So I'm really excited about that. You know, Pastor, I was thinking, you know, with the growing ministry, children's ministry, uh, you know, we need, we still need more space. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to be adding a balcony in the theater uh, down there at 252, and it'll give us about another third uh, space for our small groups and stuff like that. It'll be really cool because it's, it comes out 20 feet away from the three walls and, and the par- half the inflatables will be upstairs so a kid can go upstairs and come down through the inflatable and come down a slide and land on the inflatable below. But also it gives us more small group space as well. But, uh, you know, that's still not enough space, Pastor. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we're, we're just launching. Uh, we're working on, uh, with the board and stuff, uh, building a preschool building just out north here. It'll be connected uh, back here where Baby Baby is. And it'll add somewhere between ten and 12,000 square feet just for preschoolers. Wow. Yeah. And we'll have a new, even though we have the Adventure Avenue Theater now, uh, we're going to be taking that up and moving it over there. And so the new theater will seat about 160, 180 kids. And uh, so we're just really excited and, you know, about what God is doing. And, and I know, I mean, it's been tough for parents to, like, do check-in because yes. we get so crowded and everything congested. And, and we know, and we're really working hard on that. We're yes. trying to catch up. Yeah. And so I know there's a big area for check-in, right, that's small. That's yes, correct. And actually what we're, our plan is to actually blow out all the, where Venture Avenue is now. All those walls will come out to make a big concourse around the whole building. And then the new addition has, like, a 20-foot hallway. So no more of these five-foot, six-foot hallways that we have around the four-year-old room. Uh, we realize that's a congested mess back there. And if you just be patient, we'll get it we're all working, worked out. Parents were working really hard on that. <laughs> but we'll still have fun in the meantime. That that's will right. not prevent us from having fun and teaching your kids what they need to know. Right. Dan, uh, what's, what's fun watching you and Deb, because we've all grown up together. We were all kids once. And, and I love watching something take place. You know, there have been ministries that have been good to us, and they taught us things that we need to know. And now I'm watching you guys because churches are contacting you from all over the country. You know, we got some visibility. Uh, there was a kids' magazine that listed the top 25 kids must see spaces in the nation, and New Spring Church was one of those. And so now you guys are getting called by kids' ministries all around the country. And, and it happened last night, the Saturday evening service. There were three representatives right. from three churches wanting to talk to you about kids' ministry. I actually uh, thought they wanted to talk to you after the oh, service. But see, the pastor I'm, and I was up there I'm not pastor, the there's some people behind you, they want to talk to you. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, but here's a question I want to ask you. If you could just like, and I know when you talk to these, these other leaders and pastors and so on, and they ask you what kids' ministry is about, what are the keys? What are the things that really, really matter? What does the church have to have to have that? Well, there's a lot of them. I mean, this is probably not the only four that you could say, uh, but, you know, for us, I mean, what's proven here at New Spring, uh, and, I, and, and this is what I relay to the three churches last night, we had a long conversation about these four items, is the first is leadership. Not only leadership where Debbie and I becomes involved and are in the trenches with the volunteers and all that stuff, but leadership from the pastor. I mean, you have to be willing to give up your office, you know. I mean, you know, and, and it makes my job way easier because most most children's pastors uh, do not uh, get the respect or the resources that 
I get, I mean, and, and from you. I mean, it's just because you have a passion to see kids come to know Christ, and that transmits through the whole staff. And everybody knows on staff, kids are a big deal. I don't have to go into a staff meeting or a board meeting and pound my fist and say, kids are a big deal. Please, give me a used microphone or something, you know. And, and that's what most children's pastors deal with. They get the leftovers of everything, you know. And, uh, and it's not that way here at New Spring. But leadership and vision uh, just uh, uh, throughout the staff. I mean, and you mentioned it. You know, one of the sweetest memories I have when we started this whole process is sitting in a room for nine hours with you discussing this and having the team in there. And Lance says, well, you know, if you really need more space for kids, why don't you just take the choir room, you know? And that's a big deal. I mean, and that's still a big deal to me. Every time I walk by there, I think about that. You know, he could have had a nice setup in there and all sorts of things. But he's willing to give that up to have four-year-olds in there. And you gave up your office. And Billy, you know, gave up the executive pastor. It's a story time room for the three-year-olds, you know? And we all cried a tear because Billy had decorated that very, very nicely. (laughs) That's right. And now it's bright yellow. And, uh, but you know, God bless Billy for doing that. But you know, leadership is a big thing. I mean, that's got to be there. It's hard to do a children's ministry if the staff doesn't believe in it. And, uh, the second thing is environments. I mean, like we said before, Dale and his ministry that he has here, I believe Dale is called to do environments for church, uh, for our church, just like I was called to be the children's pastor mm-hmm. and you'd be called that's to right. be the senior pastor. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And, uh, he is a partner with the children's ministry. And the, the third thing is curriculum. I mean, you can have a great building and a great uh, environment, but if you're not teaching the kids anything they need to know and in a way that they want to know, you know, it's going to be pretty dry. And the last thing, number four, is the dedicated volunteers. Mm. I mean, it goes right along with our mission statement. We cannot do it uh, without volunteers, passionate volunteers that realize they make a connection with kids on a whole level that we can because there's not enough of Dan's and Debbie's to go around. And, you know, and I just love to see the volunteers come in, and as soon as they see their favorite small group leader, they'll run up to them and jump on their back or, you know, send them through the inflatable as a big race or they'll play checkers, you know. And, and, and I just love that. But if it wasn't for the volunteers, you know, the ministry wouldn't, wouldn't they're, happen. They're the unsung heroes, aren't they? That's yes. right. Because I know when you first led this ministry, I know you had a meeting, you had 107 volunteers, yeah. and you thought, that is great. I told Debbie that night, I said, oh, man, what are we going to do with 107 volunteers? That is way too many. And, uh, and now well, we're we at 230. <laughs> and we still don't have enough because the, the ministry keeps growing. There's more things we'd like to do and the way we do things. And it, it's such a, an incredible time to be a part of a ministry like that. I mean, you're not, you know, we said in the first service, you're not boarding a sinking ship when you help with kids ministry. You're, you're jumping behind a Porsche and, you know, you're going to take off. And it is an awesome, awesome uh, ministry, but our, we couldn't do it without our volunteers. Well, and then that makes me think about something else too, Deb and Dan. You know, we have three weekend services at New Spring. We have two on Sunday morning and, and we have one on Saturday night. Uh, we started about a year or so ago, and, and for a while it, it was really, really small because we had no kids ministry on Saturday night. We kind of like, you know, tamped down the growth by just that one thing. But now it's starting to really take off on Saturday evening, and so I know some cool stuff is coming down the pike for Saturday. So, Deb, would you just oh, take yeah. a moment to talk about well, that? Well, we are so excited about March 22nd. Uh, in two weeks, we are going to be opening the Adventure Avenue Theater for the very first time for our two-year-olds through kindergartners on Saturday night. And that is going to be an especially great service because that is... Um, uh, 
our kickoff, but also we're going to have an Easter carnival that goes on after the kids have their Bible lesson and their puppet time and everything. They're going to get to go in our big uh, Kids World Theater and have just a carnival and lots of fun. It's going to be a way to introduce them to what Kids World is all about, those who've been coming on Saturday night and haven't had a chance really to get to know the theater yet. And also it'll hopefully draw some more families in. We're looking at maybe some families that say, oh, I know it's going to be so crowded in the church on Sunday, Easter Sunday morning. Just come Saturday night that week. Uh, you know, the Adventure Avenue Theater will be open for your kids. There'll be a great time. We're going to have some drawings, some great giveaways and stuff like that. Just an awesome time and a great way to kind of avoid the, the big crowds on Sunday morning. But we are planning after that to continue to keep the Adventure Avenue Theater open on Saturday nights and continue to do that. And hopefully, eventually, we're looking at maybe in the fall being able to open the Route 252 for our elementary kids. But that's all going to depend on like Dan said, having some extra volunteers who really see, a, have a passion for that and see our mission and want to join with us in it. Well, let's just, this is a good time to ask then. Suppose somebody is here today and you're saying, well, I haven't really found my place at New Spring yet. Or maybe, you know, they're saying, mm-hmm. I think this is something I'd be interested in. What can they do? It's very easy. And most of you should have had a card in your bulletin. It'd be multicolor. It doesn't have to be pink. And if you don't have one, just uh, one of the First Impressions teams will uh, bring you one. But this is our volunteer card. Uh, We have you uh, fill this out and just put the service you'd like to help with, whether it's 6 o'clock Saturday night or 9.30 Sunday morning or 11 o'clock Sunday morning. All we're asking you is you to give us your time for one hour. We don't need you all three hours. We don't want you for all three hours. We want you in here worshiping. Our policy in kids' ministry is we want you to worship in a service and serve in a service. And uh, that, that, you know, it's so important to us. I mean, we actually schedule people to make sure they can go to a service, and that's very important. But, you know, down here, you got Baby Bay, which is the infants through one-year-olds. Then you have Adventure Avenue, which is the preschool department from two to kindergarten. On the back, you have Route 252, which is first grade through fifth grade. And then down below, it says Kids World Support Team. Uh, That is uh, something that you can do. And you're not necessarily in the classrooms, but you're also helping us. And, you know, it's the, the couple things that we really like for you to consider is by faith, we are opening the theater on Saturday night. We have it covered for Easter Sunday, Easter Saturday, but we don't really have it covered for the following Sunday, Saturday yet. Uh, but we think God is calling us to do that. And so we're going to do it, and God's going to provide. But if you ask me, what is the most important place? I mean, I have all the free time in the world, so just tell me when you, I can show up. It would be the Saturday night service. Would be, it would be, because uh, uh, last Saturday, I mean, Saturday night, and then this morning after 9.30, I had people come up. Well, where do you really need the help? Where, you know, and it'd be on Saturday. But, you know, if you can't make it on Saturday, you know, check one of the boxes, 9.30 and 11. All you have to do is fill this out. You can Drop it in the offering bucket when it goes by, or Carla and Cosmo will be out at the bottom of the staircase right over here with a bunch of balloons. Cosmo will be there, and you can talk to her and get a background check form, and uh, we'll process that and get a badge, and we'll get you to work. But, uh, you know, we minister to kids, and we need a lot of people to do it. Yeah. Well, you know how we are around here. I mean, our staff is kind of crazy, and we're always asking, what's next? Because we're all dreamers, you know. As soon as God blesses us to one level, we're never satisfied with that. That just becomes a new baseline, and we're saying, okay, where's the next dream? You know, and we think about that. So, Dan, Deb, 
What are the dreams when you look at Kids World? Well, we definitely want to, you know, start a Venture Avenue every Saturday night. Uh, that is right on the hot plate right now. And then, like Debbie said, in the fall, we really like to start 252. And so we have a full-scale kids program available on Saturday night. And uh, it'll take a lot of volunteers to pull that off and to pull it off at the level it needs to be done at. Uh, we don't want a second-rate program on Saturday versus Sunday. Uh, the other thing we'd like to do, we talked about having block parties. We'd love to take our big inflatables and Lance and the praise. Uh, band and show up at your house one day in your neighborhood and uh, put that big inflatable in your front yard and have you invite your neighbors and friends over just to hang out with some New Spring people and just to a way connect uh, the community to our church. The other thing, uh, Pastor, we we think it'd be really cool. We're going to have a prototype coming up here in May, but we really like to be able to offer birthday parties for preschool children in our theater where we have a custom-made puppet show that we'll do for that individual and his 30 or 40 friends and to serve cake and all that stuff. But get those kids in just to see the environment and let them go home and tell their mom and dad how what an exciting time they had at a, at a birthday, you know, just a way to make some on-ramps to the community. Uh, the other thing, you know, we'd like to do next year or, you know, maybe even this year is we'd really like to host a children's conference at New Spring. Uh, so many times you go to conferences and they're great and I'd like to go to them because it encourages me to keep going but you know sometimes uh, for smaller churches around they could be overwhelming you know they see these huge buildings and all this stuff and they don't know what to do if they're in a town of 700 and they have a church you know of 50 how do we reach kids and but do a conference where we can show them how they can do environments without you know spending all the money in the bank and uh, we, uh, the other thing we'd love to do is uh, take Kids World and, and find a church in a, in a foreign country or help a church start and help them get Kids World started to, so they can attract kids. And that's so, awesome. That's it for right now. I mean, but I think that's uh, enough. <laughs> That'll do, right? <laughs> international. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so many times, I mean, it, to us, Debbie and I, we are consumed by the fact that we minister to kids. You know, and that's and that's what we do every Sunday, and that's what we need your help. We we don't babysit kids. We don't watch kids keep them out of the worship space or anything like that. We do kids ministry because we want to minister to kids and show them what God uh, God did for them, and uh, and it is just an amazing thing to see that every ha- to see that happen every week. Well, yeah, and it is it's so working because I, I hear this from families all the time, and, and probably. Two days don't go by, they don't hear this. I hear about, you know, parents telling me, my kids come wake me up on Sunday morning and pull me out of bed and say, let's go to church yeah. instead of the other way around. That, that, I really yeah. and that is all, In fact, I know Sarah's got it queued up. I'd like to show this little 30-second what to expect video of, you know, if you decide to help in 252, what, what you might expect or what your kids enjoy right now. Doesn't that look like fun? 
Where, how, Debbie, well, how'd you come up with 252? Uh, 252 is actually comes from our curriculum. Our curriculum is called 252 Basics, and that's from the verse in the Bible, Luke 252, where it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So our three basics in our uh, elementary curriculum are surrounded, you know, from that verse, taken from that verse. And, and you know, who doesn't want their parent to grow up the way Jesus grew up? So I think that's just an awesome place to start. <laughs> it sure is. Well, Dan, you know from working with me for almost two decades now that I'm really an anecdotal person, and you know how it is. If you're going to engage me, even in staff, you've got to tell me a story. And I, I love hearing the stories about things that are happening. I'm just wondering in closing, is there any, anything you can think of, any kind of story or situation that kind of encapsulates everything we've talked about today? Well, it's funny. This just happened about uh, 50 minutes ago. <laughs> how about that for a fresh story? Uh, what keeps Debbie and I going, to be totally honest, is, you know, we look at what kids do and the output of their lives. We want to instill something in them that grows. It's not necessarily, you know, you recite 50 verses to me and then you'll be okay. I want to see what they do when they have the truth inside them. I mean, what, what, how are they going to respond to what you tell them? And so today I'm down there greeting the kids, always give high fives, you know, and all that stuff. And kids always love to come up and tell me what their day is like or pray. You know, I'm praying for cats, goldfish, or, you know, whatever. They need a new puppy in the house and dad's not letting them, all that stuff. So, uh, by the way, dad, let her have a puppy. Will you back <laughs> off a little? But uh, anyway, um, uh, this girl came up to me today two, two, uh, two different times, but this one girl came up to me and, you know, she came right up to me, Mr. Dan, I want you to meet somebody. And I said, okay. And she ran and got this little girl and brought her over to me. She said, Mr. Dan, this is my next door neighbor. This is her first time at Kids Where I invited her. And I said, well, that's great. And we talked a little bit and I said, are you having a good time? Yeah, yeah, we love it. You love it. And so there was this, another boy standing there. And, I, and so I said hello to him and I said, uh, are you you know, her brother? No. Are you her brother? No. Well, who are you? Well, I'm her next door neighbor. (laughs) And, you know, here's a girl that invited somebody and then turned that kid without even coming for the very first time, turns around and invites her next door neighbor. And and to me, that's where it's all at. I mean, I don't worry about the numbers really. I mean, numbers are important, you know, and that tells you you're growing, you need bigger building and all that stuff. But when I see kids getting excited about what goes on in kids ministry and they want to bring somebody with them, to me, that is it. I mean, that, that is the test of a kid's ministry. Do kids want to bring their friends to your church? And, uh, you know, and, and, and folks, let me just say something to that. You know, there's a lot of kids that would love to bring their next-door neighbors. They just got to convince their mom and dad to bite the bullet and invite them to come with them in their car. And, and please do. Man, your kids are excited about what's going on. And if they have the opportunity to invite someone, uh, I hope the parents say, yes, let's, let's pack them in. Because one thing I'm watching with kids in Kids World is they have a passion to reach their friends. Yes, they do. And last night after the Saturday night service, there was a family here, and they had watched it. And there was a, a fourth grader in, in 252. And she saw a young a boy in her class that was just really unhappy, and she started talking to him about, about Jesus and who Jesus is. And, and the family stood there as this fourth grader told me that this week she led her classmate in school to pray, to ask Christ oh, into awesome. his life. That's and, awesome. and, you know, that's what I like. I mean, we're not just talking about kids, you know, coming in, hearing something and parents feeling like they're okay because they've been through sort of this gospel car wash. That's we're right. talking about 
kids who are learning who Jesus is and he's yeah. making a difference in their lives. And now these kids are making a difference in other people, other kids' lives. Yeah. And the, the kids get so excited. And what I love is these kids that are bringing friends are now going to home, these visitors, these guests, and they're so excited about what took place at New Spring, they're telling their mom and dad who doesn't go to church, and those parents are now coming just because their kids are just having a great time in kids' world. It's drawing the parents to come in, and that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what we do. That's what I do, what I do, and I know that's why Debbie does what she does, is for that reason right there. Well, guys, I know this is different from your average weekend, and probably if you've never been to New Spring Church before, you could say, what in the world is going on? I thought a man stood behind a desk and preached. I usually talk, but you need to know that New Spring Church is not a, just a listening church. It's a doing church. That's, right. that is that's, what right. we're, that's our DNA. We really believe God's calling us to make a difference. And so we're, we're blocking off today to talk to you to ask for your help. And I know that some of you are going to listen to this as, as, as others have done in the first two services and say, that's it. I, I'm going to do it. Others are going to say, I don't really know, but I'm open to exploring it. And that's good. And some are going to say, it's not my, it's not my thing, but you can pray for us. And so I would just ask for your help today. And again, um, as we're getting ready to close out the service, uh, would you express your gratitude, please? And express your gratitude to two of the most wonderful people in the world who have such a great heart and passion. Thank you, Dan and Debbie, for being here with us today. Sarah, you got that on tape, right? <laughs>